When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to the uh, midterm review for the APGov uh, test that will be on Thursday, March 10th. So I'm still on jury duty, or at least on call for jury duty. I won't know if I'm going to have to go in until um, a little bit later this afternoon, around 5 o'clock. They send out a text, and if I don't get the text, then I call in. So anyways, I won't know till later if I'm going to be at school or not. Regardless, you're going to take the test with the sub or with me, one or the other. Uh, the only difference uh, will be that there will, it will be a paper copy the bubble sheet so we won't, we won't use the markers and the laminated thing uh just because there's every, every class that i have is testing and it'll just go quicker and easier if i just give you the, the paper copy so uh we're gonna wreck the environment okay uh so hopefully that was being facetious hopefully i still recycle uh all right so um the review we did the first half uh in class on on tuesday we did the second half in class on wednesday um, if you missed the podcast for the first half, I did send that out Tuesday, uh, the, the 8th. So you can go find it uh, either on eClass or in the Remind messages or go to your podcast place and, and search for me and you can find it. Uh, let's do get to the day stuff, though. Okay, so we'll start with number 18. Now, remember, you can take off 28, balance of public safety and civil liberties. Uh, I looked at the question, I looked at it, looked at it, and it's just more of a question that you might see on a final because that's part of our Unit 5 stuff. So you might see it there. It might come back, but it's not really for this stuff. And then I took out the Wisconsin versus Yoder and Ingo versus Vital. Um, I just, I didn't think we needed to worry about the establishment clause versus the free exercise clause stuff. So that's not on there. All right, but the Citizens United stuff is on there. And so Citizens United versus FEC. If you can remember that it first off deals with free speech and free speech being correlated to campaign donations, specifically from businesses and corporations, you're in good shape for this question. Um, all the other stuff, you know, what, what led into it, I'm going to talk about, but it's really kind of just filler. Uh, and the main topic is, is typically going to be about free speech. So Citizens United was an interest group and they were taking money from businesses or corporations. Okay. And then they made this movie, Hillary, the movie, but didn't make Hillary Clinton look very good. And they were going to run the, the movie uh, right before an election. Now, there's limitations placed on how much money businesses and corporations can donate. And then specifically two, business, two organizations that are going to run political ads 30 days and 60 days before elections. All right. So that's where the, the problem came from. Not necessarily that these businesses and corporations gave money. They can do that. It was the time frame that this ad was going to run that really ran into problems. And so the movie got shut down. All right. For that reason. So Citizens United sued saying that the, the, the rights were being violated and the Supreme Court is going to eventually agree with them. And what the Supreme Court is going to find is that um, businesses and, organ, organ, and corporations are individuals. Individuals have free speech. The way corporations and businesses express their free speech is through campaign donations and money. So now that is tied to those donations. All right. So free speech is tied to those things. So there is that uh, social media campaigns. Uh, all right. So please, I hope you hear this. Uh, first off, the question on the test, there's two parts to it. There's a chart that you're going to look at and then you got to answer a question uh, on the that's kind of 
tied to the chart, but not necessarily what it really is. In class, I said that you know more people can run as independents, and that's kind of true. Uh, you do have that option. Like I could run, but would I be very successful? Probably not, right? Because uh, first off, I don't have a big social media following, and second off, I don't have any money. Okay, so yeah, you can run. You, you're, it's easier to run a campaign as an independent nowadays, but you still need to be tied to one of the the, the parties because they're going to be able to give you so much money. Uh, and so the big thing to remember about social media is the fact that both campaigns and elected officials can really reach out and um, you know talk with, connect with their constituents, their voters, and all that kind of stuff versus the, uh, the prior social media. All right, how do interest groups gain influence? So money's the big reason, big way they donate money to um, to just candidates uh, and Congress people. Um, it sounds shady, but remember, these people that they donate to are going to probably have already had a record of supporting whatever the issue is prior to even getting in office. Okay, so it's not like interest groups are donating money to people that have no ties to whatever that interest group is tied to okay um so let's say the nra for example they're not going to give money to someone who has never you know come out and supported gun rights to begin with they're definitely not going to give money to people who are anti-gun alrighty. so you know it's not like they're buying the influence yes they're giving money and that money is going to kind of get them in the door, but it's the people that already support the issues probably. So just keep that in mind. I don't want it to say it, it's kind of shady, but I don't want you. It doesn't don't don't think it's the shadiest of shade that's out there. I, I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. But um, anyways, there's that. Uh, all right. So money is the big thing. And you know, some groups have more money than others. That's just you know, kind of the way it is. Uh, let's see. Roles of political parties. No, political parties versus interest groups. Sorry, I'm trying to skip ahead. So remember, uh, we said in class that political parties, you know, are broad. They have to be worried about everything versus interest groups, which are very narrow. They are only worried about their one issue. And then control, political parties are going to try and get candidates elected. That's one of their big things. Whereas interest groups just want to influence the government, influence the policies. All right. So you're, you're never going to see a candidate from an interest group running for office. All right, the roles of the political parties. So uh, remember that they are going to do a couple of things. Uh, the big ones are they are going to, you know, help candidates win office. That's one of the things they're going to support candidates, whether it's you know running ads or spending money or whatever it might be. And then the other thing is they're going to educate the public about uh, you know, candidates, about elections, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's slanted. You know, just always remember that. The party is going to run information that is beneficial to them and their candidate. All righty. But it does let people know, hey, an election is coming up. So just keep that in mind. Uh, media and citizens demand for information. We want to know stuff, you know, whether it's from social media, whether it's from actual news sources or whatever it might be. We want to know stuff. And so we our demand for information has really led to that. The, the boom for the media with the 24-hour news cycle and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, prospective voting, retrospective voting, rational choice. So remember, prospective voting is looking into the future and saying, hey, you know what? If I vote for this person, this is what they're going to do. This is why it's going to be good for the country. 
Uh, retrospective voting is looking at the recent past and deciding, you know what, things have been good. I'll vote for this incumbent. Things have been bad. I'm going to vote for the other party. And then rational choice is doing what's best for you as an individual. Okay. Um, if in November things are the same, or there's not much differences. Inflation's still up, gas prices are still high, the Democrats are going to lose. People are going to use retrospective voting, whether it's you know a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, they're going to look at the what's going on, and they're going to blame the party in power, and that's the Democrats right now. Okay. Um, now, this isn't every single human being that's out there. Okay. Um, People that are going to vote Democrat are going to vote Democrat. People that are going to vote Republican are, vote, are going to vote Republican. We're talking about independent voters, people in the middle that could go either way. Those people are probably going to use retrospective voting. And if things are still kind of in the situation we're in now, where prices are high, gas is high, and all that kind of stuff, they're going to blame the Democrats. All right, the 24th Amendment, remember that got rid of the poll taxes, so that made it easier uh, and safer and more affordable. Well, it, it's not... Affordable. It's free to vote, obviously. Uh, that got rid of that barrier. So uh, the 24th Amendment is going to take care of that problem. Uh, why is there more turnout in presidential elections than a midterm? So on the test, there is a chart to look at that graphs uh, midterms versus presidential elections. So you're going to read the chart. And most of the questions are, are going to come directly from the, the chart. It's a, a line graph. So... Uh, I think you'll be okay with that. But just remember, you know, people place more of an importance on the presidential elections than they do the, the, the congressional elections. Uh, and I argued in class that we really need to worry about the congressional elections versus the presidential election. The president can only do so much. And we're going to find out in our next unit that they're, they're really limited. The, they have, the power they have has been given to them kind of by Congress. And Congress has let them do things. Um, but Congress is the one that actually makes the laws that is going to control the budget. So they have a lot more... They, these the, the midterms elections should be a lot more important than the presidential elections, in my opinion. All right, Democratic ideologies versus Republican ideologies. So just remember, you know, the Democrats uh, are going to be, you know, there. If you look further down, we get, I think we get to conservatives versus liberals. So Democrats tend to be uh, on the liberal side. Republicans are on the conservative side um, and all that stuff. You know, the Democrats are going to be. Uh, for more social issues, Republicans are, are going to be for more individual issues. Um, the Democrats are more government. Republicans are going to say they want less government. Um, yeah. Uh, on the test, the questions are going to be, you know, which if uh, if you were a Democrat or if you are a Republican, which policy would you support? You got to pick out the policy. I think I think you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, libertarians, remember, they are, because we're skipping 28, remember, uh, libertarians, they are for less government, so they want to have uh, less government control, okay, and so they're, what people make their individual choices, whatever those choices might be. Uh, conservative versus liberal, we just did that on the test, it's going to be conservative on one side, liberal on the other, and you just got to pick out um, the line that has both correct explanations of the, the two. Um, so what we just said, okay, uh, conservatives are going to be for less government and less government involvement. Uh, liberals are going to be for more government, more government involvement, uh, more government aid. Conservatives are for less government aid and things like that. Okay. Uh, political socialization. Remember, this is how you get your political compass headed in whichever way you're headed, whether it's to the left 
whether it is to the right, whatever it might be, and however you get it. The typical number one answer is family. I'll go ahead and tell you, family is not the answer on this test, okay? So it's something different. Uh, remember, there's a number of ways you can get it. Family, uh, there's school, there is your friends, uh, there is the, your religion, uh, and things like that. So uh, just remember, I, I chose this question specifically because it is, wasn't family, even though that's the number one answer, uh, just so you can try and find other answers, okay? All right, public opinion polls. Uh, remember, those are important, although we got to take them with a grain of salt, okay? Uh, we want to have a random sample, remember, in our good polls because we, you know, you can get these things and you can really guide the answers. If I want to get an answer that's left-leaning, I go talk to left-leaning people. If I want to get an answer that's right-leaning, I go talk to right-leaning people. So I can really dictate in this poll and I can make the data look how I want it to. But if we want to have a truly unbiased poll, we want to get a really random sample of the population. Whatever tactics we're using to do that, we want it to be a random sample. Okay. We also want to report the sampling error because remember that's important for people to see. You know, that plus or minus can tell people a lot about this poll. If it's a high plus or minus, remember, it's not a good poll because then those numbers could be all over the place. We want a low uh, sample error. And then finally, the question that snuck on here that should have been uh, at the top there with the, the Unit 1 stuff, the Articles of Confederation versus the Constitution. Uh, just remember, it is going to take a look at, here's some things from the articles, here's how the Constitution changed it. So no president, president. Congress couldn't control uh, commerce, Congress couldn't tax. Article 2 of the Constitution does all this stuff. Um, one house versus two house, unicameral versus bicameral house. Um, unanimous consent to uh, make any kind of changes to the to make a change to the articles uh, two-thirds of, of congress and then three-fourths of the states to make a change to the constitution Th those sorts of things and you just got to line them up all right guys as always i'm available via text you know on the remind for social media uh, that i've put out all the time chhs uh, uh, gov underscore civics or you know mine uh, K Daniels AP Gov. Uh, you can always find me there and hit me up there or email or whatever. Just uh, send me your questions and I'll be happy to answer them as fast as I can respond. Um, so, anyways, guys, good luck on the test. I'll see you in class hopefully on Thursday. Hopefully, I'm not sitting at a uh, at jury duty. I really don't want to, uh, but if I am, the sub will give you the test. Just be good for them, and I'll see you when I get back. All right, guys. Hope all's well and have a good evening. Later.